You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000. Or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. And this is the time of season you're getting a lot of other stuff going on. You got baseball, obviously. We got Sox and Cubs wrapping up their Crosstown Series today. And we also have football practices, training camps going on. And um, but we also have NBA. The NBA is a season now that doesn't seem to end, um, which for some people that, that's good. Um, not me necessarily, but I, I do like the Bulls. I watch Bulls games. I constantly watch Bulls games, and it's going to be. And we have a reason to be excited now, yeah, uh, more so than in the past. I don't know, a handful of years since uh, Tibbs left, maybe yeah. for me at least. Yeah. So we've got a poll up there now, and we know I they play tomorrow. The Bulls fans um, tomorrow is the first NBA summer league game for the Bulls. Who will you be tuning in to see? Now, you can catch the Bulls Summer League games, um, a lot of them on ESPN, also NBA TV. Uh, every game is also available to stream on the ESPN app. And tomorrow, the Bulls play um, against New Orleans, okay? It's, a, it's going on in Vegas. They play on um, Monday and Tuesday, then Thursday, and then they play another game on the 15th, okay? So the question is, who will you be tuning in to see? Patrick Williams, the uh, second-year guy. Ayo DeSumo, who, who was drafted with the 38th pick from Illinois. Marco Simonovic, um, he is a guy that a lot of people expect to actually play a big role for this team coming up this season. He, uh, six foot eleven center uh, from Montenegro, and um, they, they're looking for a height. They, they've lost... Um, they lost... Uh, Daniel Tice, he signed a deal somewhere else. So, or too worried uh, in an investigation. <laughs> and when we say too worried in an investigation, that's because I'm looking at Joe Cowley's uh, column today, and it says the NBA jumped, or the Bulls jumped out of the gate when free agency period got underway on Monday. Now the NBA is investigating if they were guilty of a false start. The Lonzo Ball sign-and-trade agreement with the Pelicans could have violated the NBA's tampering rules. The league is also investigating a sign-and-trade deal between the Heat and the Raptors. NBA trying to stamp out tampering. Um, two years ago, it instituted stiffer penalties with um, for guilty organizations, maximum fine of up to $10 million, forfeiture of draft picks, or a nullification of contracts. If the league wants to turn up the heat on the investigation, it would confiscate the phones of all front office members yeah. believed to be involved. Text, text messages, and uh-huh. emails, all of it. Yeah, it says here tampering was basically a joke around the NBA. And I saw something earlier where a week, you know, a couple days before, there were people saying LeBron and AD and Westbrook all got together at LeBron's or something like that. It's like, okay, well, is that okay? As long as the... Temperance as, par for the course in the NBA. I know. Every, everyone knows this. Yeah. I think for public perception, they're trying to tighten the reins on it. But if you remember, DeMar DeRozan, yeah. Mark Eversley actually flew out the day that the uh, free agency started right. 
to meet with him to convince him to sign with the Bulls. Yeah, so that was okay because yeah, that was that was not tampering. And in that one, the Rosen's agent actually called the Clippers, I think it was, right, mm-hmm. and said, "Listen, you don't have to come out because right. we're going to sign with the Bulls." So, so okay, so this may be a, a dumb question, but if you are talking to an agent, that is tampering because that agent represents a player. Um. Because it would seem like tampering would be direct contact with a player, or maybe I'm just taking it too literally. You may be. You may be. Well, I think um, it includes the agents and the front offices. Yeah. I okay. think so, too. You know, but okay. when you have agents and front offices talking two weeks prior about the players that are going to be drafted a week before free agency starts at the NBA draft, it's kind of hard to tell them, keep the conversation Right. Yes. And that's a that's a great point. And and you're right. You know, LeBron getting together with some guys. Is that really I mean, that's tampering by LeBron, but that's not tampering from the front office. But obviously, the front office is being represented by LeBron. By LeBron and AD. Yeah. Yeah. There's all types of gray area. And and as you said, Sean, we know this is going on. It's almost like they're just trying to make a public um, trial out of this, which what when was the last serious case of this? Well, listen, because to this. it seems to me Here. this would be every year. The Bucks found out how serious the league was last season. They were stripped okay. of a 2022 second round pick after it was discovered that they had contacted guard Bogdan Bogdanovich prematurely. So, okay. uh, the outcome of the Bogdanovich saga, according to Cowley, should make the Bulls, Heat, Pelicans, and Raptors uneasy. The deal fell apart. Bogdanovich ended up signing with the Hawks, and uh, the Bulls had no comment yesterday. So, wow. uh, Bobby Marks, and Bobby Marks is with ESPN, right? Bobby Marks with ESPN said, um, Bulls have to be a little bit smarter. I just think, hey, you've got to be smarter than this, man. <laughs> I mean, like... At 6 o'clock on, on Monday, on August 2nd, when the moratorium list, the, the first transaction shouldn't be Alonzo Ball signing trade. I mean, come on. Like, like, like can you not, like not wait 30 minutes or 45 sure. minutes here? Like, Act Rich like Paul you talked about it. He's a terrific agent. He's a terrific agent. Like, and like, but the first thing shouldn't be that, you know, Alonzo's with Green in a signing trade tra- trade with uh, with Chicago. I think it's one thing for, you know, Kyle Lowry to tweet about it at, 630 it's fine you know like if he wants to do it that's fine but for the uh, the sign and trades the league raises a major red flag just because there has to have been some talking beforehand and sean just mentioned to me during that cut um that the agent was the one that released the deal not the bulls um so okay so is there a difference because it yeah. wasn't an official release uh no i wouldn't think so Okay. But by the maybe the Bulls knew they were not going to release it, but then the agent released it ahead of time, which could come back and actually haunt them. So I don't know. Maybe right now the Bulls are walking on eggshells. Um, but you could actually watch uh, Bulls basketball. Uh, first four of the five games are set, tipping off tomorrow against the Pelicans. It is a um, two o'clock start, and again you can catch it uh, either on ESPN TV. Uh, NBA TV, or you can catch the stream on the ESPN app. Any uh, questions about that? 312-332-3776. We're going to get back into some baseball. Dylan Cease going against Zach Davies as the Sox and Cubs wrap up the Crosstown Series. We'll talk some more baseball. We come back. Or Bulls, you want to jump on in. We'll do that here. We're here all the way until 530, leading you up to the pregame show of tonight's game. And I want to talk a little bit more about the Field of Dreams game coming up on Thursday also. And if you want to jump in, 
We're always here for you. 312-332-3776. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. It's kind of like this in sports all the time now. You feel good because your team does something and all of a sudden maybe they did it wrong or maybe something screwed up and maybe this guy, maybe it's not going to work. It's, oh, my God. Sports, right, sports, right. This was a, yeah. It was a positive move so far. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even consider them rolling this back. That would be the worst of it, right? Yeah, sports used to be so easy. People always would ask, for years, people would ask me, how much does this guy make? I said, I don't know. And they go, well, I thought you were in sports. I said, I don't care what they make. I care what they do on the field. I'm not a big guy about money and all that stuff, where so much of it is all about money. And I know that there are a lot of people here on the radio station that know exactly what these guys make and how much they make and how long their contracts are. I don't care. I, I, I don't. You can feel about me any way you want to. I, I, I care about how they play in the field. Yeah, I don't often get messed up in that. It only if something is really glaring yeah. and it becomes public do I grab onto that number. Otherwise, you know, I'm just assuming everybody's playing at market value and sometimes the story is that somebody isn't. Yeah, they're not they're not carrying the weight yeah. as they should. You know? Sports was so nice when none of us knew what anybody made. And I know a lot of people will disagree with that, but that's that's just my opinion. Let's go to South Elgin and Scott, you're on ESPN one thousand. Hey Scott. Hey Scott. Sunday afternoon, guys. We might as well enjoy them while uh, while we can before the Bears start stinking them up. You're right. But <laughs> that, that's not why I called. Um, I called because, you know, the whole tampering thing, I woke up to that this morning, and I'm like, oh, my God, if we lose ball, I'll cry. But I'm thinking, and I'm reading all the Twitter and all that, LeBron James has been in contact with West, Russell Westbrook for like a month, but that's not tampering. But everyone kind of saw the parallel to Lonzo Ball going to the Bulls. That that was going to happen. It, it, it had been in, in place since the middle of the season. But that's tampering, and it don't don't dismiss the fact, and I'll, I'll hang up after I make my little point, Okay. but don't, just, don't dismiss the fact that, okay, Chicago's going to get slapped on the wrist with a second-round pick being taken away. Well, look at what a second-round pick got us this year. Yep. Ale's no joke. No. So I'll, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys got to say. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Scott. You enjoy yourself, too. Yeah, yeah, driving around out there. I know there's some people driving in from Wisconsin going to the fire game. They said traffic is so bad. They said they the GPS had them going all the way to 55 and coming into the game that way. Or hey, maybe, uh, maybe even Grand Rapids and then boating over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, and, and Sean, I asked Sean because Sean is definitely my NBA guy. I've got guys here that are NBA guys. You've got Black, you've got Abdallah, and you've got Sean and Jay Hood. You guys know the NBA, so there's a big difference between what LeBron and AD was doing, right? Big difference. Had nothing to do with free agency. That was just strictly trade talk between teams, and that's perfectly fine. Anytime you start talking about free agency, but this really goes back to the 2010 free agency, which featured LeBron, Dwight uh-huh. Wade, and Chris Bosh, where mm-hmm. they were openly talking about, they discussed it when they were together in the Olympics. Right. Two years prior. Yeah. Now that is tampering. And Dwayne Wade went back, of course, told Pat Riley in the year before you see Pat Riley set up the roster to dump a bunch of money. Right. So that is tampering. Yeah. 
that's preparing for 2010 free agency and tampering. But they weren't able to prove that, even though we're sitting here saying that that was tampering? Well, I don't think the rule... Yeah, there wasn't a rule there, probably. After, oh, okay. Yeah. So they, yeah, they after beefed up that rule. Yeah, okay. but I think that, that got a lot of teams upset, and that's when we started to see these new rules of tampering gotcha. come into play. But, Sean, let me ask you a question, because... Um, how did you feel about the Bulls getting I.O. in the second round? Because I know a lot of people thought he was going to be a late first-round guy. Some people said, yeah, he's good, but he's not as good as some people here in the state might think. Well, if Gar Foreman had picked him, I would <laughs> I would have some hesitancy. Okay. But the fact that A.K. and Mark Eversley were the guys that went, watched him a lot last year, right. and saw that you know he's a guy. He fits us. His toughness is the one thing that Arturis Karnischofis talked about the most, his Uh toughness and the fact that he loves to watch film. Yeah. So they're very impressed about that. He knows how to play the game. And he's got know, some size to him. I think too. he's going to get the Jimmy. You remember Jimmy Butler just sat under Luau Dang. Yeah. I think Io is going to do the same thing behind DeRozan and Levine and just learn. And the only reason he might get a lot of tick is if somebody gets hurt this year. Right. But next year you'll see him take a leap and uh, begin to give a lot more production. Yeah. As a six five guard who can actually he showed he can hit the three. Yeah. And uh, you know he'll have time to improve on that Look, stuff. Even more than that, Fred. Everybody talks about the big time shots and the scoring. He led the Big Ten in assists. There you go. People forget that. Mm-hmm. And he played point guard his entire high school career. Right. So yeah. he's definitely going to be a backup to, and even more than that, a backup point guard to. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when he gets here, now, hopefully when yeah. he gets here. And yeah, I, I agree. I can't wait. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll watch. I'll tune in some of the summer league stuff. I kind of like watching some of it because it goes by quick. You don't have to pay a lot of attention. You watch some of the guys, and there's only usually a couple of guys you're looking for. The other guys are guys that aren't going to play anywhere near here. And you heard my voice crack. I was at a wedding last night, and I don't know about you guys. Karaoke? Last... Wait, wait. No, you doing not karaoke. karaoke. Not, no, no, no. I was at a wedding <laughs> last night, and the problem with going problem with weddings, it was a lovely wedding. Uh, at the Aon Center building down here. Uh, I think it used to be Standard Oil building or whatever. I'm yes, not even yes. sure. Yeah. Right. And uh, we hop on the elevator. It goes up to the 80th floor. And uh, Kim and Stefan got married last year. And they had the reception yesterday. So my girlfriend Linda and I went. And we, we, we saw a lot of people we knew from high school and things like that. But the music's playing. And for the whole wedding, you're, like, yelling at the person sitting right next to you. So you like, even though you had a few beverages to, you know, to soothe the throat, you know, you had to have a beverage. Sure, there. of course. Yeah, and, you know, on beer, beer when you got a suit on and everything, you just sweat a little bit more. So you had to have, like, a drink with ice in it, you know. So I did that. And then, like, four times today when I'm talking to people, my voice just starts cracking. I sounded like Bobby from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, back Peter Brady. Yeah. yeah. It- Oh, yeah, that's it, right. was, it was it was Peter. Peter. That's right. Yes, Not Bobby. Bobby was a young one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sound like him, and it's happened to me like three times today. Um, but that's and then you know sometimes at weddings I don't talk much because when I do, I'm yelling and it just my voice just goes out during the course of the day. So and people just excuses think it's another day. Fred is just yelling again. Yeah, I know. That's what they figure. <laughs> and, yeah, there he goes. He's yelling again. Once again. <laughs> Um, I was yelling a little bit yesterday, yelling a little bit, not yesterday so much, but um, in the first game of the Crosstown series because I was yelling at, really, now Craig Kimbrell goes to the White Sox and oh. now he's got a pitch like crap <laughs> right. for the first time since 2011. He gives up four hits in an inning. Yeah, I was yelling then. It's like, how the hell does this happen? It was just like when Ryan Tapera had his first game with the White Sox and he threw the, he faced three batters, a home run, a single, and a walk. I said, okay. And then Kimball doing it 
in Wrigley Field. Yes, in Wrigley Oops. Field. Yeah, it was it was not the way it was supposed to happen, but good things happen. Brian Goodwin uh, hits a home run, and I mentioned this yesterday uh, a couple times with Brian Hanley when we were on from uh, nine until I don't know. We were on from nine till twelve thirty. We did Sox Weekly also, but two things happened in that game the other day on Friday that could only happen the last couple of years in baseball. You know what they were? Hmm. In in the tenth inning, both teams had a two run walk off homer or a two run lead off homer. You could never oh, have a, right. a two run lead off homer before. No, you're right. But now in the tenth inning and in the extra innings when the guy starts on second base, you can actually have a two run lead off homer. Before that was impossible. But the White Sox and Cubs both got it. Brian Goodwin hit one, and I think it was Schwindel hit one for the uh, yes, yes, yeah did. for the Cubs. So you get a two run leadoff homer. And years from now, someone will say, "Hey, do you remember when that guy hit the two run leadoff homer?" And people will look at you like in the tenth. Yeah, what are you talking about? And <laughs> because this rule hopefully is going away. It, I I don't like the guy at second base. I want to. I never have. They, no, never I know have. they want to play the games quicker. I know they want to do other things. You know what? Get the automated strike zone because there was a on Friday, there were some awful, god awful calls to Eloy Jimenez and um, I was at Lance Hendricks. Um, uh, Kyle Hendricks was getting squeezed. So was Lance Lynn getting squeezed. They weren't getting any of the calls on the high high end of the strike zone. And um, they've got to get an automated strike zone in there. And then the whole play down player can rush the game along a little bit, you know. And maybe even they – how about cutting a half a second off or a half minute off and have less commercials during the uh, – between well, innings. That Heaven, not forbid. Do, Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid they're they do not that. going to do. Oh, I no, think that would be no. a wonderful thing. Then you well, just of course it more. would be. Talk, talk, well, yes, and 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 going into a, an existing advertiser and saying, well, we're trying to move the game along and yeah. we're going to pay more. That's not going to work. But, uh, yes, all of these things considered will speed things up. The automated strike zone, uh, the replay, the, you know, one minute cap on a replay. Yeah, that that'd would be, be nice. great. Have, have a review official up above in every right. game. The sky that judge. Would, makes we we've talked about that. Yep. We've yep. talked about that. Um, yeah, you know, I don't think it really makes sense for a pitch clock. That's kind of weird. Like you're, like you're in the lane. A 30-second pitch clock shouldn't be a problem. Well, Once you well, get the ball yeah, you back. Know, maybe that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and there are certainly pitchers in the league that are just um, speeding things along, which which I greatly appreciate. All of that together will make a uh, marked difference. Yeah, it should. Fred and Xander, we're here till 5.30 talking some Sox and Cubs baseball. Callers hanging there. We'll get right to you in two minutes after this on ESPN 1000. From the first mid Bank State Street Studio. This is WMVP WSHE HD2, Chicago, the new home of the Chicago White Sox. ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on all new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Half hour away from baseball, pregame show, White Sox Cubs wrapping up their crown series. We'll be talking about baseball and hear from the uh, White Sox left fielder. Let's go to Dundee and Joe. Joe, what's happening? Hey, Joe. Joe? What's up? I'm here. Hey. What's up? You there? Yes. We're, go ahead. Uh, my comment is that uh, 
pro athletes need to stay out of politics. I believe providing people. Uh, I've been to the Football Hall of Fame. And when you're there, it, it's amazing. You know, Jim Thorpe's jersey, all the rings from the beginning. And if they if they want to get involved in politics, um, you know, give up your uh, sport and go run for office. It's dividing people. Why would you, why would you why would you care what an athlete thinks about politics? Well, the, it seems to be so involved right now. I don't know because uh, well, media, unfortunately, the media just keeps it going. But I don't like. It's the same way with movies. If there's a if there's a movie Mel Gibson makes, and I like the movie. I'm still going to like the movie. You may think you goof. Well, I get it. You know I'm right, football. right. And if you're able to I separate those baseball. two. Yeah. If you're able to separate those two, that's the best scenario. I guess there's some that are not able to separate. I listen to Ted Nugent. So, you know. And, <laughs> copy, copy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I that's never, a good thing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, and it's a lot of people will say, why do I care what an actor or an actress, or a sports person? Uh, is right. I care how he feels. You know, it should be involved right now, and a lot of people are falling off, which you don't like. You're right, I, uh, you know? Joe. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've I've never quite understood it. I mean, I don't care. Um, you know, I, like I said, um, Braveheart's one of my favorite movies. Can I not like it because of the actors in it? Um, but you, but you can you can like the movie and also agree that some of the things that Mel Gibson's done sure. in the past. Or yeah, you know he's an idiot. Listen, everybody, you can do that. Yeah, there, there's there's friends of mine that I consider idiots at times. <laughs> right, okay, right, exactly. but yeah, un, you know sometimes they're still friends of mine. Um, you know, everybody has their own opinions, and I it doesn't matter to me. Like I know people that have lost friendship because of politics, and it's like right. okay, well that's that's your problem. Um, you know, I and people say, well, you believe the same way. I, well, that's what the country's about. You were supposed to all believe, you know, what right, you, if you And look, look, it comes down to this. If you can agree not to go after each other, yeah. then then you'll survive. Yeah, well, they always say, what do they always say? They get together with, with friends and family. You probably should discuss um, politics and religion. Yeah, politics and religion. And, um, yeah, you just avoid that stuff. Um, my girlfriend and I don't necessarily agree to see eye to eye, so we don't talk about this, that stuff. See, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I'll say something, she'll just okay. And she'll say something, I go, I'm not going to get started. And just, we just let it go because, you know, there are other things. Well, that, that actually sounds like you and me on occasion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> absolutely no doubt. You know, and it, you know, everyone's got their opinions and things. That's why when you go into, like, and this is the last one to say, but when you to vote, that's why you want to a place you're by yourself. That is, yeah, that's you know? why. And, and, and I've said this before. When I was a kid, I was taught. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I was taught that when you vote, that's a secret, that's, and you keep it a secret, yeah. and you don't share that. Yeah. My parents taught that, so I always thought. So I think that's where everybody went wrong. It's like you let it all out on social media. I yearn for this where people kept to themselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing about it. So socks and cup wrap up the uh, back to the, the old sports room. Yeah, the socks and sports cubs. Yes, uh, the socks and cubs open up a wrap that make that there. The first three games of the year uh, between the the South are in position to record their third ever three game week at Wrigley Field. First since May 18th, 20th, 2012. Okay. Uh, that opportunity will be Dylan going against Zach Dees. I thought about Dylan and yeah, I was going to call you about how do you feel he's come along because we've been working together for yeah. uh, a year and a half. Right. 
And you you had some concern at the beginning of the season, and we know that he's inconsistent, but he's on. His stuff's nastier than anybody else. Well, you know, look at this, okay? His last outing, uh, which was Tuesday, he went sittings, struck out 11, get one hit and runs, okay? And he begins the city. He reached five starts in July. Five third, six runs allowed. Five innings, two runs. Um, and two thirds, two runs. Five innings, three runs. Six innings, three runs. None of that's great. Okay, I know it's a quality start for this month. He didn't go in any of those. Games. Five and five, two thirds, five. And then six innings, Kansas City. Then he faced Kansas City last week, this past Tuesday. And he gave up one hit and runs in innings. That's a great performance. He has 118 in two innings, which is more than he's pitched in the past. And we see that Carlos Rodon went on um, eight days just not in pitch that much. He had bring off a crazy thing like that. Uh, like I mentioned, 115 and two-thirds going sees. Last year, pitched 50 innings. Before, 73 innings. So, he's a guy that maybe turned him in so long, put him back a little bit. He's right. fourth baseball in the, I'm sorry, fourth in the American League in strikeouts. 149 strikeouts. New career high. Previously, his career high, 81. He's pitched double, double the hits. Let's see. From uh, definitely the last year's innings. Um with today's, he goes to the thing today. He will have doubled last year's in twelve starts. His third start of the season. He can't pitch very well. That's what we see him. That Cubs saw in him. That's what Rick Smith talked about him for a long time, saying, "Well, and he's a stud. I mean, we picture this, this, this." And the White Sox are slowly but surely winning before this season. And I, I don't hesitate to because I, I would rather they traded season instead of Dunning. Dunning is having a year down in Texas Rangers. He's yes. not pitching as as I would expect him to. Dylan Cease, on the other hand, um, you know, an eight-inch record. And, um, you know, a 392 ERA, under four. That's not good. It's remarkable. Yeah, and he's a young guy. still works. He's 25-year-old. He's a guy the White Sox have in the rotation for a long time. Get to the postseason, the guy that's going to be the starter, need one, is that Dallas Keuchel? Or is Dylan Cease going to be another guy you can pull in the bullpen and have Cease and Tapera and um, Opec as your writers and your standards? left-handers, you've got Barr, and you've got Crochet. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a bullpen guy. That's going to be one of the question marks. He is going to get way in innings, as we talked about. Still have, they just packed two-thirds of the season. So they have another third of the season to go, and he already 114 pitch. That's all for him. So I'm eager to see how he's going to be forward. Yeah, it, that is going to be best, but the only way to do it is to do it. it is. I know. I understand. He's He's got um, some of the numbers for him. Uh, let me see here. And did you mention Lopez as a uh, bullpen? No, I didn't, but he's, he's, he's probably going to be out there. Yeah. yeah. He'll be out there. So, I mean, your thoughts on Dylan Cease as he goes forward today. I mean, he gets to face against, he gets to face the Cubs today. And who knows, he'll probably end up facing that on the south side at the end of the month. Three one two three three two three seven and 6 We'll also get to some of our uh, our poll questions. We'll wrap the polls. Yeah, we'll wrap the poll questions. But, you know, Zach Cease is going to take. And I know... For the most part, Zach Davies has not pitched the way Cub fans would have hoped. I mean, what was it yesterday? How many strikeouts did Darvish have? Today? Twelve or thirteen? Really well for the, uh, the Padres. And right, not- I don't get anybody thought that Davies was match the output of Darvish. Oh. They were hoping. No, well, yeah, they were, but at least he'd be a guy to come over the train and he could hang around for a little. While. Right sure. now, they see him with a sixty record, a four seventy nine earned run average. Throws some good games. He does throw a little bit. I mean, if you're him in a category, he's more of a. Uh, Hendricks type pitch than he is.
Strasburg, got, he's going to trip more than you know some of the other guys. So as I'll be interested to watch this going today. Sometimes the White have problems with those guys, they have problems with the speed guys, problems with kind of play pitchers. So I'll be see what happens. Uh, the line again, Commander is in the up originally to get the night off. Uh, I, I don't know what happened to uh, Larusia, but he's not in the lineup. But one guy is in the lineup. His third straight game in left field because there's no DH in the National League game. That's a whole other thing I'll about some time. Uh, and playing left field, third straight game, and uh, he talked about being a first place team at the friendly confine. We'll go over there, you know. We face us because we face every team. We compete every team, you know. Well, I can say I'm in first place, uh, but it's pretty because this is not done yet. No, it certainly is done yet. And he also found out today, the rest of the White Sox, that Luis is going to rejoin the team tomorrow when the White Sox start in Minnesota. He'll be in the lineup. And Eloy was asked how many he has talked, Robert. I'm going to talk to him. Uh, see how he feels. To see how the other play. How he feel running. I always keep, keep my eyes on, you know, stays in touch with him and things like that. Now, Eloy Jimenez went two for four yesterday. He's hit safely in three straights, but he's just four for 21 with three doubles and an RBI in the last six. Um, he's not hitting to the way he wants to hit, but the only way to do it is get there in his lineup. He'd have to be left field, so his third strength can get out left field. Andrew Vaughn playing right field. Um, Adam Engel is in center. Engel hitting 367 with four goals, two homers, and three RBIs in 17 games against the Cubs. He's still 13 for 5, 10, 5, 20, and 9 to Wrigley. So I guess it makes for him to break out today. You bet it does. Yeah, patrolling our field at the friendly confines. We come back. We'll wrap up our polls. We'll get you ready for Sox and Cubs. Here is Fred and Xander, ESPN 1. Follow Chicago's Home for Sox on Twitter at ESPN 1. Now to more Fred Xander on the all-ESP Chicago app. Could not the twins. Could have got a 14 part. That would have been nice. Get it done. Uh, couldn't get it done. So I win three games, lo- lose the fourth. That's why people will tell you, especially for football, never bet Harley with more than teams. It was only $5. <laughs> it was five. You'll, you'll, you'll live through it. Yeah, five win 30. I was, you know, these teams were fans in the games. So, eh, whatever. It was just something to keep interest throughout the course of the day while we're talking boards here at the 1000 Xander. And uh, usually, we when we're Sunday morning, the rock pole, no rock pole. For the uh, late it's afternoon, a house, yeah. yeah, rock bowl like this. Uh, you did some rock stuff in there. We talked about uh, the offspring, uh, how they get rid of their drum set. Yeah, yeah, the drummer is, uh, is uh, you know, things that he fired for that. I, I don't know if there was official or whatever. But, uh, it, it just kind of reflects happening in the world with sound, felt and built, and some some employees are just look, you know, for the better of the company and, and the business. We have to get you vaccinated. That's what people make a choice. It's obviously a icy uh, subject for them. Yeah. Uh, in baseball, Cleveland gets in this afternoon. Uh, so they are now 10 games back in the box. Uh, Sox win to angle back 10 and a half. That's where they start of the day. Cubs are 15-60. They're only 14 games behind the Milwaukee Brewers, who actually come to radio tomorrow, the first of a four-game set. Um, it's going to be pretty. 
because the Brewers are trying to in and stay on top. Uh, the Reds are six games back. Uh, the Reds went into today a four-game winning, um, you know, making an interesting division. So the Brewers know they got to get winning. They're coming here with a really nice pitching staff, really good players, um, guys they've picked up around the trade line. While the Cubs are, you know, they, I don't even know what to call them. They're, 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 they resell guys that wear the Cub uniforms, but they're guys that know how to cheer for them. Are they imposters? I don't know. Because they are. They are uh, being, well, it wouldn't be imposters. It's not. Yeah, a lot of times I remember the side episode where we talk about sports and they said basically cheering for laundry. Uh, so Cub fans right now, now Cub fans, yeah, about that line. Yeah, right now Cub fans are basically cheering for laundry, cheering for uniforms. And, you know, now they're they're cheering for the White Sox game, the three-game uh, press conference out at Wrigley Field. Sox win the first game to six innings. Win yesterday or nothing with close road on. Uh, striking out seven in plus innings, he's tremendous. Now let's see one see still throwing the foul from the other side of the uh, or other side of the mound A as the right hand goes against the Cubs. Um, and the lineups again, uh, it will be Tim Adams leading off. It wasn't going to be, but uh, something like from Larry Garcia was going to hit seventh and play fifth. Uh, so now uh, Cesar Hernandez is going to hit seventh, play second base. Tim Anderson is off and playing first. Uh, Dylan against Zach Davies. Put on the pole before we get out of we bring in uh, the uh, guy with the pre-show. Did a good job, and the and then they got a lot of home run call the last because he was pulling in for Casper. Like, almost out of breath. Oh yeah, they just coming. Uh, Len Casper on the broadcast. The ESPN thousand counter will be doing the pre-game show in just about six minutes. Let's wrap up some of the um, poll questions we have. Let's start the, the Cubs poll. Uh, fans, what are you excited about after the trades? How did that one? Go? Definitely more excited about the youth movement. 46% of fans voted. So That's good. Excited about the well, youth it's, look, it's not, look, what they have to, they have no choice, right? If you're a Cub fan, this is your reality. You might as well get excited about the movement because something's going to, somebody's going to pop and rise above and then you have an asset. You know, you the funny thing is, on, one, of their, one of their guys in the minor league that they're looking forward to is a catcher. And they have Contreras still on the team, 31%. Now, maybe, you know, lost. Rizzo, Bryant, and Bez, they maybe they'd like to hang on to a contract. This could play first, right? Yeah, he could. Or left. He's played left. Or yeah, left. Some, don't you think that that may be the progression? Uh, progr- he, he would defer. I don't know. As a Wax fan, I love Will Contreras. I'd kill that. I love what he's throwing guys off, picking guys off, yeah. uh, keeping guys running on the bases. Uh, I love the intensity he brings to the game. And um, But, yeah, I can understand how they Contreras on the team um, as 30%. So let's see what the other one for our White fans. White fans, the most important thing that's to happen heading into the playoffs. Um, season kind of improving. Anderson not wake up in the bullpen or staying healthy. 61% of the fans have voted to stay healthy. That's important heading into the playoffs for me. Yeah, I get, I get to see that, especially since none of them are healthy throughout the, rest of the year. Actually, still 10 games in their division, and they've been without play for most of the year. Luis Rivert and Nick Madrill down. Um, but yeah, it hurt now. You know, yeah, right now, as much as I'm not a big fan, He's only 188 on base, 38. And um, helped get on base and hit home run. He has 15 this year. Uh, right now, the second uh, most for the season uh, is St. Fernandez. 20 year, but just in a white uniform. So getting Grandal would be interesting. But yeah, Stanley, obviously, um, dominating that one. And uh, as of tomorrow, we'll be down just one time player injury. Consider Madrigal because he got it right. No, yeah. No. So yeah, so traded. So it's not down to injury. Um, that's why you got to go on another second one. So 
Uh, Bulls against tomorrow, the first NBA league game. Bulls, they take on the Pickens tomorrow. Who would you putting in to see? You can see the games on ESPN TV or on NBA TV or also on ESPN. You can catch. I think all the games are streaming. Uh, what do people say? Uh, this one surprised me. I thought the options they would have more impact on this season would be better because we're in Chicago, closest champagne. I Okay, percent. That's who this fan most interested in watching tomorrow. I'm not surprised. I'm not that surprised either because I'm eager to see him play. I know I'm playing a lot with Doy. I loved his competitiveness. I love how he got the basket. He's got a quick step to the hole. And that is fun. Point guard and stuff. And like you said, in no shot, he led the Big Ten in assists. He led the Big assists at point six per game. Yeah, that's real nice. I think it was some motivation to get many because people know who he is. If he's a seven guy or eleven guy that can actually help down low and get rebounds, because Dan Tyson, I wanted the Bulls to be able to keep, but he played well enough that he made money. Where did he sign it? He signed some. I know a four year the other day. Another sign. Oh yeah. So he signed. He gets a deal. So that that's for him. So catch for that. So the White Sox looking to regain that ten and a half lead as they take on the Cubs. Uh, he's going to get Mike David and um, fans. We'll get to they get uh, Robert. You said, uh, nice to have the guys all back. That's yeah. going to be a little while for their probably up to speed. Oh, he's still on it. Let's have right. a three-game streak. What he can do tonight. Uh, you see the video guys, Monty, taking a uh, running drill? I know. It's funny. They're doing all that. He's not set any of schedule him yet. So, um, well, he had no matter what. He's ahead of each other at this point. Yeah, I think it's a bit different when you're a catcher because you have a leg injury and you're a catcher down squatting at the time. Yep. Um, so it'll be a little bit different. Uh, you're, you're back time probably a little bit. Now, make sure that when he comes back, he's ready to stay. Uh, you can, when that situation comes up, it's going to be interesting because Semifala, a lot of the pitchers like throwing to him, and some of them like to Zach Collins. So I don't know if the management of the White Sox take a poll of the, the pitcher and say, who are you throwing to instead of the guy? Because we have Grandal, but we got one of them. Or I don't think you're going to free catch when Grandal comes back. No, I don't think so. And guys, Collins is going to be one left. I think so because he's hitting the you know, I get hit one back, and he hit back to the, the track yesterday or something like that, but it's not nearly good enough. It's got to go got to go either on the wall or over the fence. Uh, right. fly the track doesn't have all that much. So um, we have a lot to talk uh, next week as uh, we'll have the field games game on Thursday night. Uh, you will be back here on Sunday week when the Whites wrap up their The Yankees go to the Twins. They'll become home to walk tonight. Cubs and Whites baseball friendly confine. Mark, good one. Thank you later. I'm David. All this throughout of the show. Thank you for putting on. Don't go anywhere because we have White Sox base coming up. Connor McDonald with the White Sox pregame. Come next right here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Zach. On Chicago's home for sport. ESPN 1000.